Marcy and, and we, we are, are the Balanced Babes. Welcome back to the podcast, all things health, wellness, and living your best life. I pressed record. Oh, oh. Come on. <laughs> it's official. We're back. We're back. We're back. We got a little happy dance. It's been so long. I know. It's been, I've missed this. It's been so long since I've even seen you. I know. Which is crazy. We it came over and we're like, we're going to do the podcast. It's like two hours later. <laughs> two hours. Eight hours later. <laughs> we're still just like, just talking and catching up. Wow, that's crazy. It's been two hours. I didn't even realize. Time yeah. just kind of like flew by. Yeah, I know. Happy to be back though. Same. I missed it a I lot. Know. I know. It hasn't even been that long, but it feels like it's been forever. Well, it's been like two weeks. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we put the the post up because I feel like it was a good a good uh, a good it's it a good, good learning experience. Yeah, because like you know obviously for the integrity of the show, you know we are very consistent. We have pride of having episodes every week, and um, things come up, you know, and we've had to to kind of improvise. You know, we've both done some solo episodes. And that's just kind of a result of hectic schedules and just knowing like your bandwidth, you know, and yep. uh, it just so happened like last week, you know, we, we were very transparent and saying, you know, we, we kind of have some stuff. And also for, you know, having a solid podcast, like we, we really like pour everything we have into this and like, it's in a fun, good natured, like exciting theme, you yeah. know, it's not just like a, oh we have you know it's like we're here because we want to be and we're excited and sometimes like life takes you away from that and that's okay yeah it's true I feel like both of us have had a lot going on and we just wanted to stay very true to how we typically record and um just have fun with it and I feel like personally I didn't feel like I was in the right headspace and things were really crazy and um you know, now I'm excited to be back at it. And that's why I feel like your caption for that post, if you guys haven't seen that post, the caption's really awesome. Marcy wrote that caption. I, I can't take credit in that, but I feel like a lot of people really did resonate with that. And because people reached out to me and they're like, this caption, like I totally relate. And good. that's kind of where we've been at. And it feels really good to be back and getting into it. And um, yeah, I'm happy that we're back together yeah. and recording again. Words of wisdom. Yes. Words of wisdom. Yeah. Prioritize yourself, people. Yes. But we all we all need a little help with that. Right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, so surround it's yourself. It's a good reminder for me, too. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So tell everyone, like, what you've been up to, why you've been so, yeah. so busy. Yeah, let's do a little catch-up, shall we? <laughs> um, well, I feel like socially it's been really busy just because I had a bachelorette that I went to, and then straight away... Went to a wedding after that, and then went straight into the busiest time of the year work-wise. So, which I feel like is like every other week. <laughs> yeah, <for> yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You when we were talking, I was like, wait, it was what end last week? You're like year end. I'm like, wasn't like yeah, in my like head? Me. I'm like, didn't that just happen like a month ago? I know it's really it's bad. You're in like every month. I know it's really bad because I always tell people I'm like, oh yeah, it's like the busiest time is coming up, and they're like, 
I thought that you were like having your busiest time like a couple months ago. I'm like, no, it's just, it's extra bad now. (laughs) I can't keep up with it either. It's been really crazy, which is good because we've had a lot of stuff going on with the business and all good things and growing, but I mean, it has been a lot. I'm not going to lie, especially I feel like um, it's been, I don't know, very challenging just having a lot of, a lot um, on my plate. Uh, my workload has increased a lot. So I think just trying to take a step back, I actually was reading a really interesting article. Um, it was a Wall Street Journal article and I read it a couple of days ago and it was basically like talking about burnout and how um, a lot of people are, you know, not so eloquent words, taking their jobs a little bit too seriously, which mm-hmm. is leading to a lot of burnout. And I really mm-hmm. related to that article. And so I'm trying to kind of just take a step back and give myself some grace because sometimes I'm really hard on myself. So I think just having a lot socially and then having a lot, um, in like my work life, it was just kind of a lot. Um, and I didn't have a lot of space for anything else. And so now I'm kind of going down like the mountain. I feel like it was an upward ascend and now I'm kind of descending and I'm like, okay, I feel like now I'm in a good headspace and I'm excited and I'm ready for just all of the fun like podcasting things and like working more on my wellness account and I feel like I'm in a much better headspace now after just all of the craziness going on but it was a lot of fun stuff too like the weddings and the bachelorette were so much fun so that's good I can't even complain about that it was just kind of like a whirlwind of everything all at once so yeah what was the highlight I think the highlight was just seeing like a really awesome couple getting married. Like that was so special because, um, that girlfriend that got married, I've known her since middle school, which is crazy. And so I think just being in like this beautiful area, um, it was kind of like this nice, like winery type of area. It was at this estate, um, called Highlands estate in Healdsburg, California. So Uh it's like pretty far North, but it felt very wine country. And so I think seeing two really awesome people getting married in such a beautiful place was so special. So that definitely was my highlight is just getting to celebrate them. And we all stayed at this really big Airbnb together. It was like a manor actually so it was like there were 10 of us staying there which is crazy yeah and there was like this huge pool and like hot tub and it was just a fun time to be with everybody and um just stay with some of my friends that I've known since like elementary school and middle school and just catch up so yeah that was a really fun time but yeah what of traveling I've just been staying local that's good. And yeah. preparing for your show, which is coming yes, up very soon. Is. Two weeks. I'm so excited. I know two weeks from today. So trying to just like not put pressure on it. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But yeah. come in as most prepared as I possibly can. So I was just telling you that like next week... I'm like all explaining like my prep to you. I'm like, I'm depleting Lauren. And I know. I'm like, tell me everything. All the carbs and this is what's going to happen to my muscle. And then it's going to blow up like a balloon. (laughs) I liked the balloon analogy. I'm like, yes, balloons that I understand. (laughs) Yeah. Well, essentially that's kind of like what it is. Right. So like what I had explained to Lauren, for those of you that don't know is, um, like when you're preparing for a show, you deplete your body of carbs and that essentially, um, kind of, helps with the whole like fluid balance of your body right so if you have water weight and you're depleting carbs you're essentially depleting a lot of that water weight 
um, which is the opposite of what you want when you're actually like at your show. At your show, you want your muscles hard, you want them full, and that actually takes fluid in your body to then be distributed inside that muscle body in the tissue. So um, yeah, there's lots of like crazy techniques that <laughs> you have to use. Yeah, so I'm coaching myself through this whole process too, and um, it's kind of kind of exciting I guess time will tell if I enjoy the process of coaching myself and how that like all comes to fruition because normally you know you have uh, you kind of you kind of need that like unbiased kind of side coach giving feedback and stuff but I, I feel really confident because I'm a coach myself and so I'm like I want to feel empowered like doing this on my yeah. own and so it's it's just been fun um so leading up to that day all then, I told her, I'm, like, going to be looking forward to, you carb up right before show, and you get your muscles full, and I explained, it, it's like a balloon, so it's, like, once that, that fluid can come back into that tissue, it, like, expands, and you'll look full on stage, and you, I mean, you're essentially trying to look your ultimate best, like, one single day. Yeah. So there's And there's a lot. a lot of prep that goes into getting to that point. Yeah, and I've a lot learned. of weight loss, and Yeah. So I'm like excited. I'm just excited to like go through the whole experience and then I'll be relieved like after. Yeah. And it's like all of your hard work will pay off and you'll get that awesome experience. Yeah. That'll be really cool. Yay. I can't wait to see what your outfit looks like. Yeah. I'm so excited. I love, love, love my suit. It's beautiful. I was going through a woman, um, her name is Gisella. And um, (laughs) she does like all the competition suits down here and um she's a a big name in the industry and like she does amazing work she put like puts all the jewels like you pick out everything you pick out your fabric swatches so I picked out mine's like a a green with like a tint of black so it's got this like really dark like pigment in the back with all the sparkles that we picked out it's so pretty oh my god it's all so pretty (laughs) I'm gonna be so huge on stage though. <laughs> like, you're going to be very like model esque with your because you're already so tall. Yeah. And then with like your six inch heels, you're gonna be like I'm gonna be six inch. <laughs> like I don't think they're gonna be able to see me up there. Like my head. You'll like stand out from the crowd though. You'll be like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like I know this beautiful model figure up <laughs> <out> here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just curious to see like who's gonna be in my class because they have everybody divided in weight or in height uh oh in height in height yeah wow so the way that it works is like there's a b c i'm i think i'm f that's like it's like you're all the way up there i think it's five seven and up which is interesting because a lot of it yeah i'm surprised that they would have me because i'm six foot and so (laughs) i've got a hole for it yeah it's a lot five inches on them so it's hard to even compare yeah. Because all the other classes, you're, you know, within an inch of everyone's height. Okay. But then you can win. If you win your class, then you go in the open division, and then it's fair game. And everyone's oh. up against everyone who won their class. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ooh, so. that's exciting. I know. I can't wait to hear about how it goes. Yes. I know you still have more time before yeah. the actual competition, but yeah. that'll be really cool. practicing and posing and... So it's a, it's a commitment for yeah. sure. It's like a whole new world. Like I, I before you were telling me about it, I didn't even realize that there was like 
posing and yeah you know learning all that I was like oh wow it's like choreography it like. is like choreography <laughs> I know I never realized like how much practice goes into it it's a lot yeah that's yeah. really cool though you just have to know the steps and have it be very like second nature yeah like, ooh, ah, and not ooh. like so robotic like <laughs> no that would be me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be like very poised up there and very flowy and yeah. feminine and Ooh. Yeah, it's been a it's been a progression. I felt like I was on stilts in my heels at first. <laughs> it's just like I look so gangly and my legs are literally like you know, I'm in heels all the time. Yeah. And I walk well in heels, but there these heels have a, a platform plus the heel. Oh yeah. And it's you know, six inches total. So I literally my legs were like shaking. I was like a oh. baby giraffe, just like <laughs> <laughs> baby giraffe. I don't know if I've ever worn six inch heels before. Maybe really? like five inch heels. Well, it's a game changer too because I've worn like a six inch heel, mm -hmm. but I don't know that it had like the platform, the platform on it. Yeah, that's whole different story. Oh yeah. And these heels too, they're like very like thin and like. Yeah, like very. Yeah, I know oh. exactly. Like stiletto, like almost. Yeah. 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 Oh my so, gosh. So I mean, I thought. I thought I, I was like, it's fine. I yeah, I feel like heels. heels. I live in heels. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, I do. But they're like, it's fine. So just to practice and get more comfortable in the heels, like you need to like wear them around the house. Like, so like night out laundry. downtown, you're going to be wearing your six inch, six inch oh, I'm, heels. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking dinner in them, baby. I'm in, I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> doing laundry <laughs> literally I that's have amazing. to I have to they're finally getting comfortable too oh that's good that's yeah. good yeah. progress yeah <laughs> very impressive yeah that's me so we've got some like fun topics today because um we were thinking we were like what would be like cool like getting back after it just very conversation oriented we we're like, there's so many myths. Like we we talk about these like all the time in passing too. Yeah. Oh, it's totally. So funny, because people come up with the craziest things. Yeah, totally. Um, and then people jump on the bandwagon, and then that information gets circulated, especially through yeah. like social media and stuff. Uh -huh. So yeah. it's really sad how that happens because I feel like the majority of the time it's based on like people trying to profit. Yeah. And, and I see that so much in the fitness industry because you can you can kind of manipulate things so that you can sell products and then it just like really messes with people and it's really sad yeah, that that's that happens sad. because that's sad. you know if if you look at what someone's claiming a lot of times like if it's in their best interest like and it's pushing their product you're like oh okay that's starting to make a lot more sense but if the average person doesn't really know a lot about like fitness and nutrition then they're very easily manipulated and I just think that's really yeah. Messed up. Especially for someone who's like just starting off and just learning. It's like, yeah. I mean, even when I first started learning more about like health and wellness and like nutrition and things like that, I mean, mm -hmm. I would take anything that I read on the internet as like fact. I'd be like, oh, right. well, like, look how amazing these people look. Like, they know what they're talking about. But yeah, I mean, that is not always the case. <laughs> yeah. Or a lot of times, like, they, they will act like they're proponents of certain thing, and that's not really what they're doing, right? I mean, we see oh, that yeah. even all the time, too. Like, you know, the, the epitome of a lot of the people that are doing shows and competing, like, everyone's motivation behind doing a show is different. But, for example, you know, 
a good amount of the athletes are wanting exposure. They do modeling, they have, you know, sponsors or endorsements, things like that. So if they're doing like they're representing a product, you know, you can see it even on like Peloton, for example, you know what I mean? You have someone that's super, super fit and they're the spokesperson of that product it, it's almost insinuating that's what they did to get that to get fit there. and to, you know, look super, you know, lean, but also really, like, muscular and they have a good shape. And it's like, okay, but, like, really to, to get there, like, being someone in the industry, I know what that takes. And a lot of times the people that are the, the faces of those products, they're, they're competitors. Yeah. And know? they're doing a lot of things, too, behind the scenes probably that yeah. you don't see. It's not just, like, you know one workout will right. get you the results that you're looking for. Right. That person's probably doing a lot behind the scenes that right. isn't necessarily being shown. Right. And if they have <clears throat> if they have a good shape, if they have muscle, you can you better believe they're not just hitting a bike. They're not just doing cardio. You know what I mean? They're incorporating a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure. But I totally agree. They're with that. also making sure their diet is on check. Right? Yes. So one of the first things we were talking about was, like, fat makes you fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and carbs make so, you fat. Yeah, and carbs make you fat. And it's, like, just like, demonizing, like, yeah. just one certain food group, you know? Yeah. And saying, like, that's that's why. And it's just, like, it's funny because you can, you can kind of back into that statement and see just how, like, ridiculous it sounds. Yeah. Because that's, like, saying, okay, all day long you know, you were eating really healthy and then you had a cupcake and you're like, it's the cupcake's fault that I gained weight. And it's like, okay, but like, look at the whole rest of that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, do you know how like ridiculous that sounds? Yeah. There's so much that goes into it. And I feel like making blanket statements like that is dangerous. Right. I don't know. And a lot of people believe it and they'll cut out, like they'll cut out all carbs, cut out all fats mm-hmm. and... I don't know. I feel like that's not necessarily like a sustainable thing to do that full time. Never have carbs, never have fats just because mm-hmm. you're scared of what it's going to do and like change your body. Right. Um, but I mean, those things are so necessary. You can't fully cut out those food groups, I guess. Well, I think the key word that you said here is like sustainable. Yeah. Like, the like you could do it for a short period of time for sure. Right. But for your entire life, like... Never eating carbs again. Can you imagine how sad no, that would be? No, no, I'm doing that next week, and I'm like dreading <laughs> it. I'm literally I don't dreading even it. I know if I could do it for one week. To I'm be gonna, honest, and I'm gonna feel like shit. I already yeah. know that that's like what's gonna Mentally be happening with for my it. body because like I will be. I'm depleting. I'm depleting my body of certain nutrients, and I'm doing that in a strategic way because I am looking forward to competing. Right. right. Like, there's a. There's a. There's a There's like a window of time there. too. Yeah. yeah, where you're like, okay, like I know that a week before my show, right. it's necessary to do this, but right. it's not like a oh, like maybe That's not long term. Yeah. And it's also not sustainable to stay that lean yeah. year round either, right? So like like kind of what you go into in terms of like prepping stuff. Like you're not like I talk to a lot of girls too, they're like, God, I'm just so mad at myself. Like I gained weight after show. I'm like yeah, you're like, yeah, you have to, like, like, you're supposed to, yeah, yeah, you can't stay that lean, like, you just can't, yeah, it's not healthy, you it'd know be very saying? hard to live your, live your fullest life, like, with just, I don't know, I, I really just don't even think it's, it's physically possible for yeah. most people, because it's, to, to be that, like, like, 
low body fat like you just don't you don't you're not feeling good you're but yeah. you're not like the epitome of health like you're you're going there to like compete for example but like I don't know as far as like the food groups and stuff I think what happens is you know people will see success with that and a lot of times like and I believe in general with you know the rise of like Instagram and a lot of social media platforms it's given rise to people going on and putting on their like individual testimonies and they've said okay oh, yeah. I you know I cut out carbs or like whatever and I had a lot of success I lost all this weight and look at here's my journey and people start attaching to that yeah and they get and it becomes such like a like a testimony to like what they want to embody too that they just they they almost like close off the idea of anything else they're like oh like I'm gonna associate myself with this diet and this is now my like identity it becomes a part of identity I feel yeah. like a lot of times when people start talking about like specific diets mm -hmm. and what they do mm -hmm. and that can be really hard because I feel like if you associate yourself with like one very specific especially like a restrictive or strict diet yeah um I feel like that can be really challenging because then anytime you have something that strays from that diet, you're going to beat yourself up for it and you're going to feel so bad. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like, I don't know, there, there are different seasons of your life where maybe that made sense for you at one point and then maybe after hit, hitting a specific target or getting in like a healthy weight zone, maybe you want to kind of go back to adding things back in. And I feel like if you have a very restrictive mindset like that, it can be kind of damaging totally. in a way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I think beyond that, I think it causes a lot of conflict in people's lives because when they come, it's like they set these parameters for themselves of like yeah. their lifestyle. They identify so heavily with it that anything that comes in between that feels like a challenge yeah, to them. For you know sure. what I mean? And it, it, it's almost like, like sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll, I'll, they'll want a specific diet and like mm -hmm. I try as best as I can to like to not challenge that yeah I just I ask them kind of to like expand their their way of thinking and say like okay for like keto for example like are you doing that because you think that that's what you have to do mm -hmm. in order to like have success with weight loss or are you doing that because like that's genuinely like how you prefer to eat yeah you know what I mean and makes you like feel your best or exactly yeah. exactly and it's like if that's the case and they really just like genuinely like resonate with with only eating those food groups and they see like sustainability in it like you mentioned yeah then like there's nothing wrong with it oh totally but if they identify so heavily with it that they're like that's the only way i'm gonna lose weight and duh, then yeah. anything anyone says like outside of that is basically challenging their like entire mindset oh totally and they get so defensive people get really defensive yeah. too if you have like a differing viewpoint and you're like oh maybe that maybe there's maybe, another way what do you think <laughs> yeah exactly yeah for sure and yeah I guess like just to kind of like piggyback off of that if you have a certain way that you eat that feels really good and you're feeling amazing like maybe that is keto I'm not trying to like shit on keto um <laughs> then like absolutely I think that everybody is so um we're all individuals it's like yeah. bio individuality so yeah. if that does happen to work for you then like absolutely do what feels best but personally I feel like it it would be really hard to kind of stick into one category of 
eating for me like full time. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I know it's funny. We we do use keto as an example a lot. I know but it's, it's such a good one. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to like I don't know, be down on it for people where it like works for them. I just know personally, like I've dabbled with that in the past mm. when I wasn't um as like self-aware with what makes me feel good and I was just so low energy. I only tried it for like a couple of days and I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. Like that's yeah. not, it's not like resonating with me, but I mean, if it does resonate with you, then you do you, but right. doesn't work for me. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. And I think again, it goes back to like marketing and like people in the fitness world, because I know for me, like I was explaining with my prep, mm-hmm. I'm going to see a huge drop in the scale this week. Yeah. I know that through depleting myself of carbs because that's how the body is going to respond when when you're trying to kind of deplete yourself of, of glycogen and you're changing and manipulating the fluid balance within your body. Like, you're going to see the scale drop. Mm-hmm. Is that actual fat loss? No, I know a little bit better that it's more about the, the fluid balance in your body more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it becomes that, like, slippery slope because when people start seeing a, a quick, quick difference of the scale, right? they think, like, oh, my God, I'm losing all this weight. I mean, like, I, I will probably, like, if I were to guess, I'll probably see a change in about eight, between eight to ten pounds. Yeah. Um, is that actual fat loss? No, but like at the same time, is it going to give the illusion of being leaner? Yes. But I was also telling you like, it's going to make me look really flat. Yeah. And you were saying, can you like expand on that a little bit? Like, is it, it's kind of like around the water retention and things like that. Does that have anything to play into it or? Yeah. Okay. So it's like the opposite look that you want when you go on stage, like you want your muscles looking really full. So fluid isn't always a bad thing, but it becomes not ideal especially from like a a competition perspective when it's like on top of the muscle right Mm, because like for a show like you want your muscle like exposed fully so when you're spilling over that's when that fluid balance is not necessarily in the muscle it's like it's outside of the muscle okay that makes sense to me and so like there's so many different like things that go involved with that in terms of like hormones and you know, how that fluid actually gets shuttled to the muscle, you know, and expands kind of like I was telling you, like a balloon. Um, but that's the opposite look that you want. So it's, it's all about that like manipulation and then adding carbs because carbs are going to help kind of facilitate that, that look of fullness in the muscle. Right. So it's just kind of changing that. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Kind of like changing the way that it will look to the naked eye. Kind exactly. of. Yeah. That makes exactly. sense. It's a lot of illusion. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's how I look. That's me. <laughs> no, that's super interesting. I feel like that's helpful to learn about because I mean, just you have such a comprehensive background. So learning like the understanding behind it, yeah. like is really helpful. Well, and I'm always learning more, you know, I try to keep an open mind. I do think like from how I've kind of self-taught and the certs that I've gotten and just like my sheer interest of just like wanting to know, um, has just been, it's been really like fun. It's been a fun process. Like I, this was a hobby for me long before it was like a job, Yeah, you know? And so that's, that's been cool to see like over the years of like how I can just continue to build and how a lot of times like I'll even 
hear back of what I was talking about a few years ago and be like, okay, it's evolved since then. You yeah. Know, it changes a lot, but, um, that's cool. Always learning. But it, it also, it's sad, but it's also helpful because the more that you learn too, the more you can kind of expose like that BS, you know, because like I said, like if someone's going to push, like I could see why that would be enticing for someone in the fitness industry to want to push a diet like that because what, what sells like people being able to see results or people mm-hmm. being able to like feel good about themselves. So it's like, if you're going to push a diet that's going to most likely provide a result where like the scale is going down and people are feeling better regardless of whether or not like they're looking flatter. Mm-hmm. Like, are you helping them or are you hurting them? You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a fine line. It's like you might see something like a transformation physically, which might be enticing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the times when people are posting these huge transformation photos and you're learning that this transformation was in the span of like three or four months, I think that's really appealing for a lot of people that are looking to see immediate physical results. Yeah. Um, But you're right. Like, what's the long term? Right. Is it going to be healthy in the long run? Is it going to be sustainable? And that's what's sad. You know, it's like people are coming at this from a place of like desperation and they want a quick fix. And the thing is, is like there is no quick fix. Yeah. That's the hard truth that people yeah. don't want to. There's not. <laughs> here. Um, and the harder you work, the, the easier it gets too. Because the more muscle tissue that you have, the more that you can use strategies like this to like kind of manipulate your look and mm-hmm. and kind of change your physique. Someone that doesn't have a lot of muscle tissue, like that's something that they need to build upon, mm-hmm. which kind of goes to our like next topic too, about like the spot reducing. Yeah. Right. So like, I feel like people, um, that maybe feel like they're like overweight in some areas and then other ways they're not. And yeah. Like, or they have a certain look where they're like, how do I get abs? Like, I want abs, uh-huh. but I don't want bulky thighs yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. I hear those kinds of things a lot. Or like, how do I get a butt, but I don't want my legs to get bigger? Mm-hmm. How do I slim my legs? It's so interesting because I feel like I totally used to believe that like spot reduction was a thing. And I'd be like, yeah. ooh, like shredded abs workout (laughs) like let's just do this I'm gonna get a six-pack but I think I learned over time that that's just not a thing (laughs) that is real and I think that a lot of people again like try to promote certain things like follow this workout plan and you will get a six-pack there's a fine line you have to be discerning when you're seeing things like that or people are promoting and marketing their programs like to from one perspective like you I mean don't get me wrong, like small things every day do add up to big results. Oh yeah, I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah, like you totally can change your physique. Like you you totally can, you know, have a workout that is structured to building like an hourglass shape. I mean, even just coaching my last client through a bikini show, like it would, there was a, a strategy behind the look that we're trying to accomplish. If you want that hourglass shape, you know, you're, you're, you're strategically building certain areas and muscles of your lats and your back to kind of bring in that waist. You want a smaller waist, you want bigger glutes. So we're obviously like training glutes specifically. We're trying to grow that muscle. Right. And Mm -hmm. then like shoulders, like there's different caps of our shoulders, different heads of like the front and the, the rear and like the middle. 
And so it's like we're doing exercises to intentionally build out that muscle. And then the way that you see that or quote unquote like spot reduce is like you can only see that muscle when you're at a specific body fat. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of balancing like all these different agendas. Right. You want to build, but you also want to be lean enough that you can see it. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. It's more it's more complicated than just you can do one exercise to yeah. target everything and then you'll get immediate results. Yeah. Is what I believe. And that's not always like the sexiest thing to say or to yeah. like hear, but it's yeah. like, yeah, like it takes time, but like good things take time. Yeah. They do. And in my mind, like I always say this, but like consistency is key. Like yeah. kind of like what you were saying before, if you're doing things every single day, you will see results, but I don't think that it's, you know, reasonable to say if you do X, Y, Z for a week, you're going to get immediate results. Like you have to be consistent with it, especially once you get those results, you want to keep those results. Yeah. And that's why I'm always just like, oh yeah, just do, if you do small things every single day, eventually that'll lead to bigger results. And you know, that's, that's what's going to last is having those consistent things that you're doing. Yeah, totally. And then as far as like working out, you know, I think people too, they think, you know, the sore that I am, the more effective my workout was. I totally used to think that. I still sometimes get caught in that loop. Me too. I mean, it's I easy like to fall it. back. It's easy to fall back into it because you're like, oh, wow, like I must have trained really hard if I'm like this sore right now. Yeah. Like, but then I can't work out for like the next two days because I'm like, I can't move. Right. <laughs> Which is like kind of like counterproductive in yeah. some ways because you, when you're like too taxed, to do more. Yeah. If I can barely walk, then I don't think I (laughs) can do like a ton of like squats and like butt kicks and stuff like that. Butt kicks. (laughs) What are those? The little like booty kicks, the donkey kicks? Yeah. Butt kicks. kicks. But you knew what I was talking about. I did. I did. But yeah, I used to totally get caught up in that mindset. I mean, I still like every now and then I'm like, Ooh, I want to feel really sore after this workout. But like, I don't think it necessarily means that you you can't get good results without being sore. Like you can be doing things that might not necessarily make you sore that still lead to like really um, great results. Like yeah, physically and also just for your own health. I feel like yeah, exactly. I like being sore, and I feel like most people do. Yeah, but. Um, like you said it perfect. It's like not necessarily like the actual, like being sore is not going to mean that like you had a great workout or vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Normally like, yes. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to, I know what you mean because like the actual like tearing of the muscle and like building muscle. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, it mostly it has to do with like progressive overload. Like, are you working harder than you were the week before? Mm-hmm. And like nutritionally, like, are you eating enough to like see that growth and to build back that muscle that you broke down? Yeah. You know, so you got to be like going heavier or doing different strategies to make it more difficult. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like this. I like this whole like myth debunking type of situation (laughs) because I like reading the myths because a lot of the myths that I'm reading were conceptions that I had or misconceptions that I had just from what I've seen on the internet. So totally. 
And a I lot like of fitness through. people are putting them out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> and then it just confuses the hell out of everybody. And then everybody is just yes. all twisted up. That's why I would get so confused. Is like yeah. I was seeing these amazing things, these amazing promises on the internet where I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. I'm saved. Like, yeah, this must <laughs> be true. Be all my answers. <laughs> and I had to learn the hard way. So I like talking through these because, I mean, who knows, maybe somebody listening also has these sort of misconceptions. Yeah, I don't know. and I don't want that to be painted in, like, such a negative way. Um, yeah. That, like, oh, just, you know, all that's myth, and so it doesn't matter, you know, you're just, you're doomed. You're just <laughs> never going to be able to change. No, it's just, like, it's the little things. Yeah. It's actually a good thing. It's it like, is a good thing. It's like, take everything that you've thought is like the end all be all. This is like my answer to everything. Yeah. And just minimize that. Maybe take little, little elements of truth from a lot of different things that you read or that you hear and use them as potential like tools, but like get real with the fact that like, you know, a lot of times like if if it took you years to get in a in a place really negatively physically, get real with yourself. It's probably going to get a, an equal amount of time, if not a little bit less, than what it took you to get there. Yeah. And if you're reading something and it's super extreme mm-hmm. but promises you immediate results, I would just kind of take a step back and ask yourself if it's really worth it to put your body through that just for like quote unquote immediate results because those results might not last and you probably won't feel very good. And I think like feeling good is so important. Like you may look like quote unquote amazing to the naked eye, but are you going to be feeling good? If you're not feeling good, that's probably not going to be sustainable and your results aren't going to last you. Exactly. And that's the worst part about it too, is like, if you, you're desperate to get out of the situation that you're in, you're using these like yo-yo diets or you're doing extreme methods. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's hypothetically say you do see like initial results. The likelihood that those are sustainable is so low. And the, and the truth of the matter is if you're not having the right guidance and the proper nutrition, it's you're you're probably gonna find yourself in a worse situation than you were before, and that's what sucks. Is some of the best best dieters I've ever seen are the ones that struggle most with their weight. That's so because sad. they've they've tried all these different things and they've almost primed their body to like hold on to body weight more yeah. because they're just they're not thinking long term. They're doing these yo-yo diets. They're seeing ten pounds. They're maybe sticking that off for like a little bit, but then they're they're primed to already eating such low calories that there's nowhere for them to go from there. And then their body's telling them like, I'm starving, I'm starving, I'm starving. And they're already like, they're already not allowing themselves to eat more because they don't want to gain weight again. And so they're just in this vicious cycle and then their body's fighting them to eat more. And then once they do, then they're pissed off at themselves Mm. and they're in a worse situation. They see themselves gaining more weight and then they do it again and then they do it again. And it's this like vicious cycle. That's such a hard place to be in too mentally. Like that's Mm -hmm. mentally taxing in addition to being physically taxing because your body's like, what the hell is going on? And then mentally you're just beating yourself up. Right. Which is really sad. Right. So like I said, doing, doing the right things in terms of, 
Um, maybe if that means hiring a coach, hiring a coach, but make sure it's someone that knows what they're doing and like has your best interests at heart and, and knows the strategies to take. Like for me, like I, I reverse diet the majority of my clients. So I'm slowly adding in calories to their diet so that it becomes very easy to diet. Mm -hmm. The higher that you can get your calories up to where you're not gaining weight. So, I mean, I've at a certain point, I was kind of maintaining my, my weight eating, you know, 2,700 calories. Mm -hmm. That's a good amount of food. Yeah. In the day, like that was like a full-time job. Yeah. 2,700 calories. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just chilling. Like, yeah. I wasn't seeing the scale go up. I wasn't seeing it drop. And you're not dealing with any, like, restrictions in terms of, like... You know how life. easy it is to diet after being on 2,700 calories? Yeah. It is easy, man. Like, I'll tell you. Because, like, in even now, like, on my prep, like, I'm still eating, like, 1,600. Like, yeah. Still, that's what an average person would eat. But I'm in, I'm in, in an extreme deficit now. Like, yeah. my body is recognizing that as eating a lot lower compared than, to what it's used to. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all kind of a, which seems like way more sustainable than somebody who is eating like, if right out the gate, you're putting yourself at like such an extreme deficit as mm -hmm. like, say you're eating a thousand calories. Yeah. You might see weight loss like initially, but like, where do you go from there? Your body's going to adapt to that. Yeah. Are you going to have 900 calories then 800 calories? No. Your body's not going to, like, just give up fat at that point. It's not. Yeah. And you're going to be and feeling gonna really feel terrible. terrible. You're going to feel terrible. Yeah, absolutely. No, so. I mean, I think it's cool to talk about. And, um, like, I think it's a really uh, sticky situation online sometimes. So I think it's kind of nice to be able to debunk things that we're seeing. Just because mm -hmm. I'm seeing so much of these, like transformation photos that are based on very extreme behaviors. And, mm -hmm. um, I think that's really, uh, hard for people that are really wanting to see change and see change now wanting to make these positive, um, differences in their, in their lives. And I think that, you know, some people, like you mentioned, don't always have people's best intentions. So mm -hmm. I think it's cool to talk about it and normalize it. And, yeah. Like, I get it. I mean, like, I can't imagine what it would feel like to be, like, a woman that I've, I've spoken to. And I've made posts about this of, like, they don't feel comfortable in front of their spouse. Like, they yeah. don't feel comfortable with their body. They don't even want to go to the beach. Like, they don't want to be in a bikini. Yeah. You know, their clothes don't fit. And then they're associating the way that they're feeling about their body with basically their livelihood. Like, they're, like they feel like their livelihood is at stake. So unless they can feel better about how they look. Like, that's that's serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is people's, like, quality of life. I get the desperation. Um, and I get the wanting a quick fix because they want to they wanna feel, feel better good. about themselves. Yeah. They want to enjoy their lives. They want to, like, I get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just think that I, I'm hoping that, like, our message can resonate with certain people because they might find that, you know, some of these myths might do more harm than good. Yeah. And maybe through that message, they might find other strategies that will give them success long term. Totally. Totally. Doing yeah. what feels good. And yeah. I think that that goes a really, really long way.
yeah, let us know what you think if you resonated with any of this. Um, if you have any other myths that you potentially want us to debunk. Yes, yeah, send them our way. Because <laughs> this was really fun. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, episode 12, we've got some exciting things coming for you here in the future. So we will be updating you as that comes along. And stay tuned. Yay. Yay. Talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.